There it is. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's been a while, and this is going to be a different show than you're used to. Um, but it is still the oldest, longest-running, what-have-you, most prolific independent film, entertainment, what-have-you podcast on the planet. This is The Film Thugs. Uh, we are coming up on having been doing this for like nine years. Uh, Clarkson could not be here because his job is actively trying to murder him right now. Uh, we were going to... Now, welcome to the show, Nathan. Hey, guys. Hey, this is my this is my buddy Nathan from the theater. Uh, we are... Uh, the original idea we had for this was going to be Nathan, Clarkson, and myself doing our new annual tradition, which is initiating someone into the world of Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Uh, Clarkson, we were going to do it last night, but then Clarkson found out that uh, we were really going to do it Wednesday or last night. Mm-hmm. Clarkson found out he had 5 a.m. pours that he had to be at in one in Waco, one in San Antonio. Oh, geez. So it's like that was done. He wasn't able to do it. Uh, I was like, hey, Nathan's going to be doing some stuff with us, so this will be his first real exposure. And if we're being honest, this is about you. This is about the person seeing the movie for the first time. Well, don't I feel special. Uh, It's something else. So before we get going, (laughs) this is sort of uh, the way we do this. The way we do it is we get a prediction, and then we just record the show however we feel like it. So at this moment, Nathan's entire exposure to this movie is a few moments ago, he saw the poster. Yep. And what was your immediate reaction? Oh, God. Yes. It is the gaudiest. <laughs> and the, the movie is so much worse than the poster would lead you to believe. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Through the Lord, anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, just, just fucking get ready, man. This is... Uh, now, give me your prediction. What do you think this film is? Based on just that poster that I saw, now, do you want to like, read like the, here, like the back of the box summary, or do you want to go in cleaner than that? Uh, well, right now it looks like a terrible action movie. Okay, what sorry. that looks like—that's all I got. Uh, it's literally—it's like Kurt Cameron jumping away from an explosion, holding a present. Yes, it's—it's <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not even close. Um. Honestly, I want this level of knowledge going into it. So okay. you believe we are about to see a fucking nuts to butts, pedal to the metal, <laughs> uh, fucking action of Kirk Cameron physically saving Christmas. That's what that poster would lead me to believe. I, I, don't, I, see, I don't see how I can disagree with that at all. Uh, <laughs> for those who haven't seen it, it's going to be connected to this episode. So you will, by this point of seeing it. Um, so we're going to pause. And then when we hit a point in the movie where Nathan's like, I feel dumber for having seen that, we're going to pause and come back and start talking about it. Spoiler alert, it's going to happen more often than you think. (laughs) So uh, we're going to pause. We'll catch you on the other side of this, okay? See you in a minute. And Nathan made it through (laughs) the pre-credit intro um, before he was like, "Uh, okay, we we have to to do something about this. So uh, for the uninitiated... Uh, it begins with Kirk Cameron sitting in the mm-hmm. fakest living room I've ever seen, mm-hmm. uh, listing off shit he loves about Christmas. Yeah, that was, what, five minutes of him just, I love this, there, and I love yeah, that. I love I, cookies. I love this. It's <laughs> I like pizza. <laughs> I like pepperoni pizza. I like 
cheese pizza. <laughs> I like sausage pizza. And then he takes a big drink out of an empty mug and says, oh, and I love hot chocolate. That is some shit that in a fucking freshman acting class, the teacher would be like, what the fuck did you just do? Seriously, what did you just fucking do? And and then the next time he picks it up too, he sits there and like waves it around, like oh, shows yeah, dude, the camera that it's empty. He's all but bouncing it off the wall oh, behind geez. him. And then he goes, what are they going to tell us next? Hot chocolate's bad for you? It is. Or that the Druids invented it? The... the <laughs> The Mayans, but uh, sure. Um, And (laughs) hot chocolate has precisely dick to do with Mm. Christmas. It has to do with, it's cold outside, so let's drink this. Right, Jack? I'm on! (laughs) Um, So. What I... Uh, he's such a condescending asshole. Uh, oh yeah, the <laughs> smuggest fucking face. Yeah. That, there is a I, German word that means a face in need of a fist. <laughs> is it Kurt Cameron? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Ugh. Oh man, um, that's uh, his, his two different kinds of people that hate Christmas. There's two. Di- yeah. Um, there was the one. Well, there's one group of people that they're like, hey, just keep all that private stuff private. And yeah. then there's this he, other. He group. literally yeah. says, keep your private stuff. Oh. Private, yes, like that's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, this is um, persecution complex embodied. Oh yeah, because the only other group of people were the throw it all away. Mm-hmm. None of that can exist. You're a monster for even yeah. thinking that this was a thing that's good. Well, and now, now here's here's the issue I have with it is this core element of this is something that we see a lot that folks go to where it's like we say Merry Christmas in this house, like. Cool. Good for you. This is not political correctness. It's courtesy. Yeah. I do not know if you are Jewish, if you are Christian, if you are what have you. Mm -hmm. So, oh, happy holidays. I don't know if you celebrate Christmas, but I know there's a bunch of holidays. I'll be polite to you. Yeah. Uh, also, most people, there, there is this image that these folks are attempting to, to create of, how dare you say Merry Christmas to me? <laughs> How dare you? Mm-hmm. What it is, is essentially it's saying, hey, maybe we need to be considerate of other people. And yeah. that has been turned into war on Christmas, which yep. is that I do not know if there is a bigger horseshit sentence ever created than yeah. war on Christmas. <laughs> war on Christmas. Oh, it's so dumb. So yeah. now what do you think the movie's going to be about? Or do you have even uh, more questions than you did before? Well, I'm falling further and further into, is this even actually a movie? Uh, it, it feels like a shitty Michael Moore knockoff is what it, it feels like this is about to launch into. Okay. You're, there, there's been zero explosions so far. Yes. Uh, I feel like that poster that lied That trend me. is going to continue. <laughs> Good. The trend of no explosions, <laughs> and I'll take it one step further. The trend of nothing exciting happening is going to continue. <laughs> but now, would you believe me at this point if I were to say you haven't? We have not even dipped a toe into the Marianas trench of stupidity that this film is. Oh no, I'd believe that. Yeah, I, we barely got through the thesis. Of the movie. Now, by the time, there are going to be, I'm going to say at least five points during this film where I'm going to look at you and say, not the dumbest thing. Oh, God. 
the, not the dumbest thing was wasn't when he looked directly at the camera and says, "Maybe Santa's on our side." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck this was guy that? is such a cunt. There is no other way to describe it. Yeah. Like when he was on Growing Pains, his co-star, <laughs> like his girlfriend on the show, hot blonde chick that his character's engaged to, poses for Playboy. Mm-hmm. He gets her fired from the show and replaced with his real life girlfriend in a different role of the girl he's in love with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This fucking guy. Oh, you want to watch some more? No, but I will. (laughs) All right, let's do it. We'll see you in a little bit. And the mantra for the film has already begun at this point. We are now how long in like 16, 17 minutes into the movie. Something like that. Yeah. And I have already said, it gets dumber mm-hmm. several times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's walk through what has happened here. We had the... A the couple f- of things happened. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I'll let you walk us through it. I, I, I'm still not entirely sure what all of it's about, uh, but apparently... Well, first off, it, it, we came back to the second set of uh, uh, logos. Yeah. We, we missed that. For some reason, He Kurt decided, nope, I'm going to have my credits come on. After the introduction yes. scene. Yes, you know, like I'm most fashion. movies have, an introductory scene. Uh, a, a literal, uh, I, I know like Marvel does the post-credits, this yeah. is a pre-credits screen. Yeah, but it's more like, you know you know how every movie does mid, that, where like at the credits. beginning of, you know, one of the Avengers movies, like James <laughs> Brolin comes out, he's like, hey, you know, a lot of people say that, that whatever, <laughs> like you know how movies have an introduction. Yeah. Which is why I thought this was going to take more of that, that, that Michael Moore kind of a feel to it, where he was like, yeah. here's what's going on. And then he's going to take his camera crew out and walk oh, around the no, streets no. and harass people. That would That's almost what... be more interesting. Almost. It would almost be more interesting, yeah. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have DeAndre. No, we wouldn't. DeAndre <clears throat> is great. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he's the greatest non sequitur in a movie I've ever seen. And you haven't even... At least so far. Oh, just wait until uh... his buddy shows up. <laughs> yeah, DeAndre uh, is... Uh, well, he's real miffed about uh, Crazy Shirt Friday. Yeah. And they're talking about taking away Crazy Shirt Friday. And he's like, we have got to march. We've got to organize. Starts here. Who knows where it goes? It's He is so far the only competent actor I believe we've seen. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. Because I'm like, all right, dude's on point. I'm liking this. Yeah. Um, he, I, I really hope that entire thing was improvised. It really it has because to be, yeah. I, <laughs> if that came from a writer's mind, yeah. it's terrible. I don't think any dialogue is written in this movie. I agree. Yeah. Um, so we begin. We open on a Christmas party happening in a house that looks like a fucking mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we Clarkson and I agreed on last time. We watched. It's a mall. Yeah. That this is happening in <laughs> the fucking whitest white bread, like. Upper, middle, lower, upper class white people mm-hmm. with enough culture sprinkled in <laughs> to make it not exclusive, not yeah. exclusively white. It, it, it's probably 80% white. Easily, yeah. 80% least, white, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it's just kind of whoever they could get on set from there. Yes. Oh, I guess so much <laughs> better. Um, and the guy whose party it is, um, Kirk's brother in law, 
is um he's as as they say in the in, on the the liner he's got a real a case of the bah humbugs. Mm-hmm. He's Uncle Scrooge. He is Uncle Scrooge, and Uncle Scrooge has a story. Uh, uh, now, first off, I love the the whole thing with the brother-in-law in crisis comes from the most unnecessary and low point of view shot ever. Because mm-hmm. it was a point of view shot, but with the camera at about Kurt's like rib cage. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, that's a child running into a room and it's the only time it's acceptable to use that point of view is for a child or a dog. Yeah. Well and I realized I commented on it earlier without realizing it. Mm-hmm. They switch between like the fixed shots or like yeah. the sweeping smooth transitions to mm-hmm. randomly it'll be uh, a point of view shot and you know it's a point of view shot because all of a sudden Everything's shaky. Yeah, the camera is just all over the place. And for no reason. Nope. We, we don't know whose point of view that is. Nope, It'll just nope. be like, yep. They they did a literal freeze frame on Kurt Cameron's face and say, yeah, that's me. That's me. Kurt Cameron. I'm at this party uh, yelling at a bunch of kids to drink hot chocolate. Yeah. Um. So, brother-in-law's got the humbugs mm-hmm. and uh, does what any adult male would do. During a party they are hosting at their own home, mm-hmm. which is go out and sit in the car. Yeah. Well, now, I do want to point out the sister is the one hosting the party. Right. The, brother, it's, the, the brother-in-law well, is you know, her let's, husband. Let's be honest. Let's, let's jump into the uh, sexual politics of this type of people. It's his house. It's his. I'm, no, no, no. Yeah. It's very clearly set up that she's the one. Yeah, doing she's the this one party. who's into it because the least enthused human being who's ever existed is very clearly a huge fan of Chris. That broad looks bored out of her fucking mind, doesn't it? She's like, yeah. well, there's people in my house. Yeah, she she just looked tired. I, yeah. I feel like honestly, the role should have been reversed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that and, lady and that, looks exhausted. She does not look happy to be there. Yeah. But, but home slice, uh, <laughs> Shlomo Yamaka Steinstein, the mm-hmm. brother, the uh, very clearly Jewish guy. Whose um, name is Christian because this yes. is a very subtle movie. Yeah, it's right, very subtle. They need to sneak that in. Uh, is the writer and director. What? Yes, he's the writer director. Even though the movie me. is formally called Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas, Kirk Cameron is in it and the executive producer. Oh. That man is the writer and director. Well, I'm more surprised that this movie not only has a writer, but also a director. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who worked on this. There were two writers. Oh, God. I know. Two writers. He, two human beings had to so, write this. So he wrote this thing and then had the most ridiculous improv session on camera? Like, he couldn't write it? I think so, so. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he started off, and I was like, okay, yeah, this feels like this belongs in a serious movie for a minute. It'll yeah. make some good points. He makes points. a very solid point at the beginning. Because his point is, he's like, I look at this party, I'm like, look at the money. That, like, kids, that two weeks from now, none of these things are going to be played with. That money is spent. That money's mm-hmm. gone. We could have fed people. We could have dug wells. We could have done all this great mm-hmm. stuff. This is not what we want. Even the symbols, the religious symbols, we're pushing off in a corner. We got this giant tree in the middle, yeah. but the nativity's over in a corner. And like, he mm. makes very valid teenage boy having a crisis of faith points. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, these are all like knee jerk, I guess, knee jerk, you yeah. know, the surface level problems he's seeing. He's like, yeah, this is a, a thing and this is a thing. Mm. And they're valid points, but they're, and, yeah, they're the most obvious points yeah. to make. And I will argue there is some thought that went into it he, yeah. he's uh, yeah and uh as you said what is the greatest way to open up a discussion kirk cameron here's his reasoned thought out ideas about christmas 
and says, I'm going to really open this conversation up the right way. And what does he say? You're wrong. About what? Everything. <laughs> All of it. You're Everything wrong. you just said. Oh, yeah. You're wrong. That's, that's right. The, the sequence, it was, uh, I hear you, man. He's like, oh, cool. Do a fist bump. Yeah. He says, but you're wrong. Uh, about what? Oh, no, and it's even better because he goes, yeah, it's wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, you're wrong. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then there was about what? It was about everything you just said. It's like, I said a lot. He said, I know. And mm-hmm. you're wrong about all and of you're it. You're wrong about all of it. And you're not just ruining this. You oh. are ruining this party for everyone, everyone who's in there. Ooh. And when you masturbate, God <laughs> kills a puppy. I mean, this is the level of nonsense. Instead of having a, you know, let's let's talk about the points you made because mm-hmm. you made some valid points. Let's, let's converse. Nope. No. Yeah. You're this wrong. is going to turn into a lecture. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can see that coming from a mile away. This is uh, Kurt Cameron's Kurt Cameron movie. He's going to yeah. all over this Cameron. Oh, he really uh, does. And this isn't <laughs> even the worst one. He has two other documentaries oh, that God. make this look Quote fucking eloquent. Yeah, yeah. He has one called uh, Monumental. Mm-hmm. And Monumental essentially puts forth the, the, the thesis that America is a Christian nation because statues. Uh statues there are statues i see you're right simmons you're absolutely fucking right so yeah kurt is about to explain now what is your expectation for kurt's response here because he said you're all wrong he's about to get off so what direction do you think his going off is going to take oh god um the most condescending way possible Uh first of all uh, I mean, we're already there. Just yes, we with, are. You're wrong. You're wrong. Oh, with that big shit-eating grin on oh, his God, face. Oh, God, that fucking face. Oh. oh, you just, you don't think it's possible to want to punch it more? Mm-hmm. Then sound he comes out going. of it, and you're like, oh, you. Ho, 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 Yeah. I, he made references to, to, to paganism in the opening monologue mm-hmm. that he did. I, I don't. I don't know what he's going to start on. Okay. Uh, but I know he's going to he's going to hit just all the worst points and he... they're going to be in the most ham-fisted way possible. Let's <laughs> let's watch it. Let's okay. fi- let's find out. <laughs> we are coming fast cuz okay, so we so we swaddling cloths are, are important apparently. Yeah. Swaddling cloth, shroud of turn. <laughs> and what I love uh... is so you have raised some good points. <laughs> you have. I, I can't disagree with any of that. But here's the thing. Cheeseburger. Technically, in German, burger means from a town, right? So when you're eating a burger, you're actually eating a person from a town. I don't fucking know. It's literally, but, but he goes through all of that. And what is, what does the Jewish Christian say? I- what? I thought he was crying when it cut back to him. I legitimately thought there was a tear in his eye. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. So I guess specifically, you guys should have seen the movie by now, but we (laughs) just ended that first flashback, I guess? Yeah, we'll call it that. that. We'll call it that. (laughs) They talk about a rock in a cave. Yeah. uh, And then they say, forget about Joseph. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Forget about Mary. For some reason. Mm-hmm. Forget about Jesus. For some reason. We'll pull all that out, but what's left? The swaddling cloth. And on a symbolic, 
way sure it's the whole you know they talk about the yeah. the, the the cloth he's wrapped in at his death and uh, they talk about you know all the stuff and they talk about Herod killing the babies and it's yeah. like I mean yeah and then the most sure. massive fucking curveball imagine <laughs> the only other time this cloth this cloth no uh, is now I don't know because I'm not well read on the Bible um, I'm a couple of years out of practice. Is cloth ever mentioned again in the Bible? Probably not. Why would you know? Kirk Cameron would know. Yeah, yeah, Kirk Cameron would probably know. And according to him, the <laughs> only other time cloth is mentioned is when they find the cloth in the cave after they roll the stone aside. Yeah. I'm not saying he's reaching. Yeah. Because I don't think I have to say <laughs> that he's reaching. I think it's plainly obvious to anyone who can suss out anything yeah. my, my, my boy's reaching yeah uh just a bit yeah uh, yeah <laughs> this is so and, weird and it comes across as a forget every other argument forget everything else that uh that uh christian said in that that whole opening thing about when they're in the car about how you know it's uh, all about the commercialism and the spoiled kids and all this and this and this mm-hmm no, 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 no. We're talking no, about the swaddling cloth, and that's no. why you're wrong about every other about point that you made. Every fucking thing you've said, you're wrong. I lo- like I lo- an lo- asshole, you're wrong, sir. It, we were sitting there and we were watching it, and it comes back, and, and like we said, the first thing that Christian says is, uh, "I never thought about the swaddling cloth." And, and you said, responded immediately, "Why would you? Why would you? Why would you? There is <laughs> no then, reason." And then the part that we had to pause it and come over here and record was Kurt Cameron's immediate response of, neither did I. And I had called bullshit on that, sir. You yeah. just gave this whole sermon yeah. about it. Yes. Never thought about it, my ass. What this somewhat reminds me of, have you ever gotten into an argument with a girlfriend and she realizes that she's wrong halfway through and so she desperately tries to change the point? I feel or, like I need to be very careful with how I answer this because uh-huh. my only girlfriend is my current wife. Yes. She's not going to listen to this. If you are, I love you. Uh, <laughs> but yes, this has happened. Yes. Yes. Everyone's happened. And she happened. can say the same about Yeah, me. exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I say that. And the, the only reason I went to a woman is because I'm talking to a guy and I know you're and I wanted yeah. to get you in trouble with Lisa. But no, I've, I've had this with almost every woman I've dated. And it's hilarious because Hope even said that her mom is like, it's like Jim taught you how to argue better. And it's because I'm like, no, I follow the Bill Birthing. Stay in the pocket. Stay in the pocket. Don't let it get distracted. Because mm-hmm. the minute you do that, you're getting emotional. You're going to lose. Stay focused on the point. I don't know what that means. What the fuck does this have to do with wasting money on shitty little kids? <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. I mean, I when I was eight years old... Mm-hmm. I came up with an ease, a, a more plausible justification for giving people gifts on Christmas than Kirk Cameron just did. I was eight. I said, it's Jesus' birthday. Mm-hmm. Jesus is inside all of us. Mm-hmm. You give people presents on their birthday. Since Jesus is inside all of us, we're giving each other presents because that's how you give Jesus presents on his birthday. Sure. Makes more sense than yes. this. And what I just said sounds like someone with syphilis. <laughs> That's fucking crazy shit that I just threw out there. Yeah. I mean, taking any kind of religious stuff out of it, I mean, it's uh-huh. like, I like getting presents. Yeah. You like getting presents, and I like you. Yeah, let's so do that. So I'm going to make you happy. You can yeah. make me happy. Yes. We're done. Cool. We're done. I, this is a, good. I care about you. Here's this thing to show I care about you. Yeah. Cool. Fine. Whatever. This fucking, this fucking hump. 
Oh, God. This fucking and jelly, we, just we jelly neck prick. On this ridiculous smug face. That he always has. That he always on. has, yes. It wasn't so bad the last oh. time we paused, but this one. Oh, I just want to hit him with that fucking pillowcase full of doorknobs. Like, his mouth is a straight line. Mm-hmm. But that's a that's a smile. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know how to... That's just that I'm smug. Not. I'm right. Fuck you, I'm smile. making so much money off this. Ugh. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm still relevant. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's roll on to the next bit. Uh, the first time viewing this movie is not easy. No. No, it's not. It's really, really, really not. Oh, God. So, um, we just got the... Uh, Cameron Treaty on uh, Christmas trees. Green so what crosses. about Christmas? I stand corrected. Because uh, homeboy uh, uh, Yamaka Steinstein here <laughs> says, uh, what about the tree? That's like pagan. That's what like the pagans mm-hmm. were. You know what pagans would do? Yeah. Uh, really? What pagan god? I can't answer, therefore I'm wrong. would give the screenwriter, who is this guy, the answer to that question. Very easy. Like, if you're going to make fun of an argument, use the actual fucking answer. Don't just say, oh, I don't have an answer. It's like, cool. So then when somebody comes along with an actual fucking answer, you've just lost your goddamn argument. This movie is all straw, no men. Yeah. This is the... And what I love is, beyond that... Cameron puts shit forth that mm-hmm. we're just like, well, that that's fact. Yeah. Like, uh, this man had a we 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 bring in trees and decorate them with stylized fruit. Yeah, that is not the last time you're going to hear that. Oh, good. He refers to Christmas tree ornaments as fruit, fruit or stylized fruit. Have you Whoa. in your time on this planet? Before this moment, have mm-hmm. you ever heard of Christmas ornaments referred to as stylized fruit? Not Christmas ornaments referred to as stylized fruit. Mm-hmm. No. No, no. I, I've seen, you know, the fruit decorating Christmas trees. Yes. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Mm. But this is dumb. Yeah. And <laughs> When you see a Christmas tree lot... Turn and run. Yes. Just, 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 just stop run. right there. Just yeah. turn and run. You, no. I want you to see a bunch of empty crosses that will never have someone on them because Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus. Because and so you should do what Jesus. the apostles did when uh, the fucking swaddling cloth came back into play. Exactly. When they opened the tomb and he was gone. Turn and run and tell the story of tell Jesus story. lives. Like, so every time you see a Christmas tree, turn yeah. around, run, and run. scream about Jesus. That's Yeah, that's, that's what I do. That's the moral of the movie, I think. That's what I do. It's difficult at Christmas time, yeah. And again, he goes through this whole fucking heroin jag description of what? And homeboy's like, what? He, he, he actually says, I feel kind of bad about this. I've never looked at it this way. No and I was like, yeah, unless you're Kurt has, Cameron, yeah. I don't think anyone has. No one has ever, not even for a second. Not even which goes, for a second. Which goes back to the original point that that he was making of, you know, well, it's this whole, you know, commercialized, corrupted thing, this and this and this. And it's like, sure, Kirk Cameron, shoehorn in all the symbolism you want. If nobody else knows about this kind of stuff, then no. Yeah, no, the original point is still valid. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this is literally we must con- we must confound Jerry at every turn. This is just look. I'm going to confuse you here, mm-hmm. and this is from some sort of cable news 
version of what debate means, which is <laughs> if you cannot immediately respond, mm-hmm. then my point is right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. <sighs> So, so much. There's the, you know, if you can't immediately respond, I'm right. Well, the thing is, they were writing this movie. They were shooting this movie. They had plenty of time to actually look into it yeah. and come up with a response. Yeah. And I don't I, I, I don't know if they look if they just didn't bother looking into it <laughs> and moved on with, with that. <laughs> or if they looked into it and realized, oh, wait, this contradicts what I want to talk about in this movie, so we're going to pretend like we didn't. Do you, I, I don't know do which you one believe, is worse. Now, I'm going to ask you know, just as seriously as I can. Do you believe that anyone involved in this movie did research that would have led them to something that disproved anything that they said? No. N- no. No. Nope. No. I, I don't think they did any researching Period. Yeah, period. That's, yeah. And like I said, I literally, they, they talk about the origin of the Christmas tree. They talk mm-hmm. about uh, G- when Jesus was born. And it's like literally Google search. Yeah. This, Immediately. This is like religious postmodernism. This is yeah. like if cracked was a religious <laughs> site because it's like, I bet you never thought about Christmas this way. If, Let me tell you why it's right. If, if Andy Warhol made a Christmas movie, just kind of... Yeah, it would probably just be someone getting blown under a Christmas tree. Yeah. Which is okay. preferable if, to this, yeah. It, yeah. It, <laughs> if a born-again Andy Warhol yeah, made a born Christmas again Andy movie. War- yeah. I don't know. This is so talky. Uh, it's, it, this is a yeah. poorly researched lecture packaged as a poorly made movie yeah and i we've got two different movies going on here too yes, by we the do. way yeah because my favorite character in the history of film ever deandre makes a comeback <laughs> yeah yeah and uh and freaky shirt friday makes a comeback yeah uh, introduced as who i coined initially as off-brand jackson galaxy yeah Turns out to play a much bigger role in this. Uh-huh. He's Conspiracy Carl because we don't okay. get a name on him. We never get a name. I don't believe so. Cool. He was he was freestyle rapping behind his empty coffee cup for a while. Yeah. There. And what I love is the em- you could tell that he wasn't actually talking. Yeah. He was holding it up That's and right. then they, and then he was sitting in his recording. You know, there's fluoride in the water. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, oh yeah. No, they, he goes off on all these crazy conspiracy theories. Uh huh. But that seemed to be pushing the point of the movie for some reason. And I I, I don't... Because apparently Freaky, the, the cancellation of Freaky, Freaky Shirt Friday yeah. uh, is a war on Christmas. It's, it really is. It really, I, really is. Mm. It's, uh, I can't say Merry Christmas at work anymore. I have to say happy holidays, but I'm not in a daze. Da, 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 yeah, da, da, da. I have to say happy holidays. Ugh. First off, what fucking boss is saying you can't say Merry Christmas? Yeah. Exactly. Maybe if you work in customer service, they're like, say happy holidays because, you know, you don't know. Yeah. And then, I think you mean my Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you mean. Yeah. Because if, if, if saying one and not the other counts as a war on, then you've had a war on Hanukkah forever, haven't mm-hmm. you, buddy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Ramadan and and pretty much everything that happens this time of year. Uh, it's, uh, it's so hard to get through because every couple of minutes is something where you're like, ah. Yeah. 
I, I almost want to stop this literally after every single line. It's like yeah. stop, and we're okay, going to talk on, about now. that. Let's for a unpack minute. this line. Let's and then unpack go, this line. And we'd be here all goddamn night. I have seen this movie <laughs> so many times because uh, this isn't my last geez. viewing of it of the year. Oh no! I watched this in Die Hard on Christmas Eve. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Because I have to watch the worst Christmas movie and the best Christmas movie. And I don't, don't, I don't care when it came out. It's about a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. It's set at Christmas. It has themes of family. Uh, it is central to the plot. It's a Christmas movie. It's got a closer connection to Christmas and the birth of Christ. Oh, shit! <laughs> Coming in hot! Come at me, Kurt Cameron. Come on, bring it, Cam Fam. Uh, <laughs> shall we see what lunacy awaits us around the next bend? Uh, yeah. We'll be back. Now, before we go really into what just happened, I want to put what I think the real nefarious reason behind Kurt Cameron making mm-hmm. this movie. I think the real thesis of this film is when you're alone with an actor in a car, just believe whatever he says. Yeah. Whatever he says must be true. Yeah, this is feeling more like a hostage situation. It really, it really is. It really is. Uh, so, we just hit one of the greatest moments in film history. Uh, and that God. moment is... um, Santa beating the shit out of some Santa, guy? Santa just straight went gangsta oh, on some dude because of a disagreement. Whomped some motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And the folks were like, hey man, that's, that's really not cool. And somehow that all spins out to this. And again, I'm not going to address anything you said. But look, Santa, you know, Santa is actually, he's not destroying anything. His brother, defender yeah. of the faith, you know? Yeah. I, I think it, it, it took me a minute to kind of see, I think, what Kurt Cameron's connections are uh-huh. from the arguments to what he's presenting here. Yeah. Instead of saying, yeah. Uh, you know, here's where that's where your stuff is at now. It's it's become this thing. Here's the origins of it, uh-huh. which is what he's giving us. I think he's he's trying to make the connection there to say that that's okay. You know, it, yeah. well, I, I missed a step in there. Let me, let me try that again. Okay. Um, instead of talking about what it's become and, and what yeah. we can do to get back to what it was, he's just saying, yeah, here's how it started. Therefore, everything is perfect. Yeah. You don't need all to of these anything. symbols are exactly what you want them to be. Yeah, you know, which yeah, his 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 symbolism is especially the Christmas tree stuff was uh-huh. a hell of a stretch. Really, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. you, you, when you said earlier about the swaddling cloth, about him reaching, oh, that was nothing. Yeah, nothing he at all. He immediately yeah. turned around and made this whole ridiculous Christmas tree to the tree of knowledge and the tree of life that we're not allowed to have, and also the. Uh, the 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 decorative or the symbolic fruit or whatever the hell the Christmas ornaments are uh-huh. and, and this and that and that and that and mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and he's completely dismissing out of hand any yeah. possible other origins for any of this stuff or, or any validity the to the point that none of these things are being used in the manner in which they were initially intended right and that's that that that's the other the main point there too is. Yeah, sure, maybe originally it was that thing. Fine, uh-huh. whatever. It's not that anymore. It's not, yeah. Things change over a couple thousand years uh-huh. uh, or a couple hundred years, as yeah. the case may be. I mean, I I literally, I Googled Christmas tree origins. Yeah. Uh, the modern Christmas tree, I think it said started in like the 1600s yeah. with the Lutherans. Yep. 
and that was where it started. And uh-huh. he's like, no, it's the tree of knowledge and, and, no, yeah, and all yeah. this. And it, it, it's God's tree brought inside. And the Bible starts with trees. And it's, oh, God. It's a lot of bullshit. Oh, man. It's really breathtaking. Yeah. It's like you want to like, know. On the one hand, I'm impressed yeah. by the level of bullshit that he's pouring into this that yeah. doesn't need to be there. It's there like, there's something almost there's a, admirable yeah. here. There's a there's an actual story behind all this. You don't need to be ashamed of any kind of you know pagan yeah. roots or anything. It's like yeah, it was this. It's it, it symbolizes this stuff, and that mm-hmm. works with Christianity too. Yeah. Great, cool, awesome. That's fine. Yeah. He says no. That's all. Pff, that's all. This made up story stuff. is the arc think, of humanity throughout history. I, I think he literally says the line: "Don't believe what the pagans want you to believe." Yeah. He literally said that earlier, talking about the Christmas trees. Look, it's tough to there. In this workaday world, it's hard not it's hard not to just run into pagans. <laughs> and it's really, really difficult. The, the druids just walking down the street. We are fucking with their robes and their sickles. Lousy with, with druids and pagans <sighs> everywhere. And they're just saying, hey, look, you know, <laughs> Santa Claus was the bishop of Turkey and he punched someone in the face. Yeah. And I, and then uh the 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 opening car scene before they launched into Santa there, uh, he was talking about. Don't tell me Santa's in the Bible. Is Santa is almost like Satan, and is Santa Satan? Don't tell me that's a coincidence. It's like, yeah, it is. It is. It's precisely what it is. That could have been handled in a single throwaway line. Yeah. Instead, it's never addressed. Never ever for addressed. no yeah. reason. No. It's like yeah. why bring it up if you're not going to address it? They, yeah. they could either have just left it out entirely. Which is about eighty percent of this movie, right? <laughs> or yeah, yeah. they could have said, "Yeah, it's a coincidence." Santa yeah. comes from you know this, hell of this a fucking language. coincidence, it's, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Have you ever heard the Andy Sedaris story? Uh, no, sorry, David Sedaris. Andy Sedaris made uh, titty movies back in the eighties. <laughs> uh, David Sedaris, uh, sis, brother of Amy Sedaris. Uh, he's a brilliant writer, has a phenomenal book called Me Talk Pretty One Day that I think everyone needs to read. It's brilliant and hilarious. He has an essay that he wrote called Six to Eight Black Men. And it, okay, because this right here, honestly, it fits in. And uh, because they won't be able to screen for these words, I'm just going to fucking read it because it's one of my favorite (laughs) things ever. And it fits into this. Hold on one moment because I think you're going to love the way that he Mm -hmm. handles this. If you type in 6-2, the third thing that comes up is 6-8 to eight black men. Um, <laughs> so here is, I'm, I'm going to read right now uh, the, the David Sedaris piece, 6-8 to eight black men. I've never been much for guidebooks, so when trying to get my bearings in a strange American city, I normally start by asking the cab driver or hotel cr- cr- clerk some silly question regarding the latest census figures. I say silly because I really don't care how many people live in Olympia, Washington, or Columbus, Ohio. They're nice enough places, but the numbers mean nothing to me. My second question might have to do with the average annual rainfall, which again doesn't tell me anything about the people that have chosen to call this place home. What really interests me are the local gun laws. Can I carry a concealed weapon, and if so, under what circumstances? What's the waiting period for a Tommy gun? Could I buy a Glock 17 if I were recently divorced or fired from my job? I've learned from this experience that it's best to lead into this subject as delicately as possible, especially if you and the local citizen are alone and enclosed in a relatively <laughs> small space. Bide your time, and t- bide your time though, and you can walk away with some excellent stories. 
I've heard, for example, that the blind can legally hunt in both Texas and Michigan. Mm -hmm. They must be accompanied by a a sighted companion, but still, it seems a bit risky. (laughs) You wouldn't want a blind person driving a car or piloting a plane, so I hand him a rifle. What sense does that make? I ask about guns not because I want one of my own, but because the answers vary so widely from state to state. In a country that's become so homogenous, I'm reassured by these last touches of regionalism. Guns aren't really an issue in Europe, so when I'm traveling abroad, my first question usually relates to uh, barnyard animals. What do your roosters say is an icebreaker, as, <laughs> as a good icebreaker, as every country has its own unique interpretation. Mm-hmm. In Germany, where dogs bark vow, vow, and both the frog and duck say quack, the rooster greets the dawn with a hearty kikariki. Greek, re- Greek roosters crow kiriaki, and in France, they scream Cocorico, which sounds like one of those horrible premixed cocktails with a pirate on the label. When told that American roosters say cock-a-doodle-doo, my hosts look at me with disbelief and pity. <laughs> when do you open your Christmas presents is another good for conversation starter, as it explains a lot about the national character. Mm-hmm. People who traditionally open if- gifts on Christmas Eve seem a bit more pious and family-oriented than those who wait till Christmas morning. They go to mass, open presents, eat a late meal, return to church the following morning, and devote the rest of the day to eating another big meal. Gifts are generally reserved for children, and the parents tend not to go overboard. It's nothing I'd want for myself, but I suppose it's fine for those who prefer food and family to things of real value. In in France and Christmas, gifts are exchanged on Christmas Eve, while in Holland, the children receive presents on December 5th Mm -hmm. in celebration of St. Nicholas Day. It sounded sort of quaint until I spoke to a man named Oscar who filled me in on a few of the details as we walked from my hotel to the Amsterdam train station. Unlike the jolly, obese American Santa, St. Nicholas is painfully thin and dresses not unlike the Pope, topping his robes and robes with a tall hat resembling an embroidered tea cozy. The outfit, I was told, was a carryover from his former career when he served as a bishop in Turkey. Yeah. One doesn't want to be too much of a cultural chauvinist, but this seemed completely wrong to me. For starters, Santa didn't used to do anything. He's not <laughs> retired. And, and he's not he's not retired. And more importantly, he has nothing to do with Turkey. The climate's all wrong. People wouldn't appreciate him. When asked how he got from Turkey to the North Pole, Oscar told me with complete conviction that St. Nicholas currently resides in Spain, which again is simply not <laughs> true. <laughs> While he could probably live wherever he wanted, Santa chose the North Pole specifically because it's harsh and isolated. No one can spy on him, and he doesn't have to worry about people coming to the door. Anyone could come to the door in Spain, and in that outfit, he'd most certainly be recognized. On top of that, aside from a few pleasantries, Santa doesn't speak Spanish. He he knows enough to get by, but he's not fluent, and he certainly doesn't eat tapas. While our Santa flies on a sled, St. Nicholas arrives by boat and then transfers to a white horse. The event is televised and great crowds gather at the waterfront to greet him. I'm not sure if there's a set date, but he generally docks in late November and spends a few weeks hanging out and asking people what they want. Is it just him alone, I asked, or does he come with backup? Oscar's English was close to perfect, but he seemed thrown by a term normally reserved for police reinforcements. Helpers, I asked. Does he have any elves? Maybe I'm just overly sensitive, but I couldn't help but feel personally insulted when Oscar denounced the very idea as grotesque and unrealistic. Elves, he said. (laughs) They're just so silly. 
The words silly and unrealistic were redefined when I learned that St. Nicholas travels with what was consistently described as six to eight black men. <laughs> yep. I asked several Dutch people to narrow it down, but none of them could give me an exact number. It was always <laughs> six to eight, which seems strange as they've had hundreds of years to get a decent count. The six to eight black men were characterized as personal slaves in the, until the mid-50s when the political climate changed and it was decided that instead of being slaves, they were just good friends. <laughs> I think history has proven that something usually comes between slavery and friendship. A period... <laughs> A period of time marked not by cookies and quiet time beside the fire, but by bloodshed and mutual hostility. They have such violence, they have such violence in Holland, but rather than duking it out amongst themselves, Santa and his former slaves decided to take it out in the public. <laughs> in the early years, if a child was naughty, St. Nicholas and the six to eight black men would beat him mm -hmm. with what Oscar described as the small branch of a tree. Yeah. A switch? Yes, he said, that's it. They'd kick him and beat him with a switch. And then if the youngster was really bad, they'd put him in a sack and take him back to Spain. St. Nicholas would kick you? Well, not anymore. Now he just pretends to kick you. And the six to eight black men? Them too. He considered this to be progressive, but in a way, I think it's, the most it's almost more perverse than the original punishment. I'm going to hurt you, but not really. <laughs> How many times have we fallen for that line? The fake slap inevitably makes contact, adding elements of shock and betrayal to what had previously been plain old-fashioned fear. What kind of Santa <laughs> What kind of Santa spends his time preparing pretending to kick people before stuffing them into a canvas sack? Then of course you've got the 6 to 8 former slaves who could potentially go off at any moment. This I think is the greatest difference between us and the Dutch. While a certain segment of our population might be perfectly happy with the arrangement, if you told the average white American that six to eight nameless black men would be sneaking into his house in the middle of the night, he would barricade the doors and arm himself with whatever he could get his hands on. Six to eight, did you say? In the years before central heating, Dutch children would leave their shoes by the fireplace, the promise being that unless they plan to beat you, kick you, or stuff you into a sack... St. Nicholas and the six to eight black men would fill your clogs with presents. Mm -hmm. Aside from threats of violence and kidnapping, it's not much different from hanging your stockings by the mantle. Now that so few people have a working fireplace, Dutch children are instructed to leave their shoes beside the radiator, furnace, or space heater. St. Nicholas and the six to eight black men arrive on horses, which jump from the yard onto the roof. At that, this point, I guess, they either jump back down and use the door or they stay put and vaporize through the pot, the pipes and electrical wires. Oscar wasn't too, too clear about the particulars, but really, who can blame him? We have the same problem with our Santa. He's supposed to use a chimney, but if you don't have one, he still managed to come through. It's best not to think too hard about it. While eight flying reindeer are a hard pill to swallow, our Christmas story remains relatively simple. Santa lives with his wife in a remote polar village and spends one night a year traveling around the world. If your baddie leaves you cold. If you're good and live in America, he'll give you just about anything you want. <laughs> we tell our children to be good and send them off to bed, where they lie awake, anticipating a great bounty. A Dutch parent has a decidedly hairier story to relate to his children. <laughs> Listen, you might want to pack a few of your things together before you go to bed. The former bishop of Turkey will be coming with six to eight black men. They might put some candy in your shoes. They might stuff you in a sack and take you to Spain 
or they might just pretend to kick you. We don't know for sure, but we want you to be prepared. This is, reward, this is the reward for living in Holland. As a child, you get to hear this story, and as an adult, you get to turn around and repeat it. As an added bonus, the government has thrown in legalized drugs and prostitution, so what's not to love about being Dutch? Oscar <laughs> finished his story just as we arrived at the station. He was a polite and interesting guy, very good company. But when he offered to wait until my train arrived, I begged off, saying I had some calls to make. Sitting alone in the vast terminal, surrounded by other polite, seemingly interesting Dutch people, I couldn't help but feel second rate. Yes, it was a small country, but it had six to eight black men and a really good bedtime story. Being a fairly competitive person, I felt jealous, then bitter, and then edging towards hostile when I remembered the blind hunter tramping off into the Michigan forest. <laughs> he might bag a deer, or he might accidentally shoot his sighted companion in the stomach. He might find his way back to the car, or he may wander around for a week or two before stumbling through your front door. We don't know for sure, but in pinning that license to his chest, he inspires the sort of narrative that ultimately makes me proud to be an American. And that was the most entertained I've been in the last hour. Yeah, it's a beautifully written thing. <laughs> and it, it's oh, all of these things. Uh, the former bishop from Turkey might come. This uh, puts some level of insight and thought into it. Whereas Cameron's just like, no, nope, no, no, no. Guy from Turkey punched the guy in the face once. That, yeah, that was it. <laughs> um, and I, I did look up, I forget what it was called off the top of my head. But while he was talking about it, I did look up the Council of Nicaea. Yeah. Nicaea, thank you. Uh -huh. uh, I looked that up. And was, was there like, any mention of Santa Claus? No. No. The oh. stuff that he said that they talk about, they do the, the whole yeah, the, yeah. the whole Christ as the Son of God yeah. and all that. that yeah, that, that's what they were yeah. firming up, basically. But, but no Santa. Santa didn't, didn't, I, didn't say Santa busted someone in the chops? I, <laughs> I, I didn't get very far in the Wikipedia article, uh -huh. uh, but they talked about a lot of stuff in there. Uh, I do want to point out, too, yes. in their very, very subtle bit of storytelling, that off-brand Jackson Galaxy and my favorite character, DeAndre, do show up in that scene as yep. the heretic bishop and his uh, friend. Yep. And boy, he gets put in place real quick. Yeah. Uh, oh. I, I, I don't know who they got to play that Santa Claus. But he's creepy as fuck. Oh, he is. Because right so after unsettling. he beats a man... Uh-huh. They go, they go back, and his little girl sidekick or yeah. whoever is. You get that out of your yeah, system? You oh, God. I, I wanted, wanted him punch. to punch her in oh, the yeah. face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to punch her like I want to punch Kurt Cameron. Yeah. Uh, but, and then they, they cut to a sleigh with the big red sack full of toys. And then they cut back to his face. Then they cut to the sleigh. Then they, they cut, cut back, back to, to his, his face. face. They cut to it because this movie has a very good philosophy. Uh. Why cut why cut to a shot once when you could cut to the exact same shot five or six times? Yeah. We gotta pad out a runtime here, people. Because yeah. it, it doesn't quite come in at ninety minutes. It's not a oh, full it it's does not. A, no. no it and that's doesn't. with all this unnecessary crap. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we haven't yeah. gotten to the credits yet. Because <laughs> oh, no. the credits are like two hours long. No, it's, oh, it's seriously, this does not qualify as a feature <laughs> if you remove all the other shit. Ugh. Oh god. Shall we dive in? Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, hold uh. on. Ah, that's what this calls for. <laughs> so, uh, that yeah. is what some people call a movie. Uh. Now, do you understand what I mean when I said it barely qualifies as a movie? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no. I picked up on that pretty quick. Mm. Uh 
Now, I feel like I need to say this because we, we, we say this every time. Nothing we've said here has been anti-faith, an assault on faith, anything like oh, that. Oh, no, not at all. All of this is a response to the empty-headed, almost cynicism that's necessary to put this movie together. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they, they, they have Christian bringing up some good points. Very uh, first, valid b- points. Before we yeah. even get to that, though, the top of the movie is... Uh, well, the top of the movie, quote unquote, is Kurt Cameron sitting in a chair being condescending. Yeah. Once you get past that, mm-hmm. uh, after the bizarre out of place opening credits with the animation sequence, yeah. which if you watch the credits was copyrighted 2008. This movie was made in 2014. Yeah. So they just yeah. pulled some random bullshit and said, yeah, that'll be our own. This is credits. us. Yeah. And then the very next shot is of our main character, Christian. Busting through the doors, busting it with the you know being backlit. It's real dramatic, and then it's uh, there's like know. stories. Yeah, there's lots of stories. Depends on where you start. Story that lets you know a lot about your story. Kurt Cameron gives us a voiceover, uh-huh. and then we cut to Kurt Cameron coming into the party. Yeah, and I was like, okay, all right. Well, we're gonna get to see that shot again for some dumb reason. Yep. It's, uh, telegraphing everything this is not a subtle movie it's really not this is too not at all to quote grand theft auto this movie has all the subtlety of a red dildo (laughs) yeah 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 it Um, really does and then uh we we cut around the party kurt cameron goes and talks to his very tired sister um haggard Sister. Yes, she she does not look like she wants to be there at all. She really, yeah. Um, well, it's like it's it's I, clear Candace was not available, so he went. I'll go with the other sister. Yeah, yeah. And, and this I'm is not, I'm not saying her house. So yeah, and I'm not saying anything against her. Look, she just she appears to be she tired to be and does tired, not yeah. want to be there. Yes, yes. It's it's full on. Her demeanor is not at all. Well, let's be honest, because she knew everyone's <laughs> like mm, they're going to be pissed off that the piece of ass sister's not here. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, because, and then she says, oh, yeah, no, my husband's not really feeling the Christmas spirit. He's not liking this party. And mm-hmm. then it cuts over to him looking unhappy in a chair. And Jewish. <laughs> yes. Because that cannot be said enough. Which I thought you were just joking. Oh, yeah, he just looks, you know, he just looks. Nope. The, in the outtakes yeah. that played through, through the uh, end credits there, nope, that was actually one of the lines ad-libbed by uh, DeAndre. The greatest character oh, in this man. movie. And that that whole extended, ah, uh, jeez. That really awful rap. Oh, I wasn't even going oh, yeah, to that Oh, yeah, not even that. Oh, yeah, okay, that, yeah, his. He. I'm just going to keep on talking. I'm yeah, going to like because in the movie they they have him talking about the freakish shirt Friday and what yeah. that means and what they're going to have to do and then it it cuts between shots of uh, Christian's face and DeAndre with no audio mm-hmm. and then in the end credits they actually play that again uh-huh. with the audio. It's it's and he's talking about he's like oh my people have been oppressed he's like my people and you're Jewish you're people too and, yeah. and all this I, and, I'm pretty and, sure and, you're Jewish so you're people too yeah like mm, yeah. So, so the, yeah, they they know <laughs> they know what they're doing. They really do. It's they, fucking glorious. Uh, and then, so he's unhappy at his party in his own house with all these people running around. Yeah. And Kirk Cameron walks up and looks at him for a bit. I think they haven't even spoken at this point. Right. And then Kirk Cameron turns around. It cuts to a shot of Christian 
in the chair, looking all mopey, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to a half-second point-of-view shot from yeah. Kirk Cameron's ribcage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's real shaky, comes around yeah. the corner, shows an empty chair for a, a, mm-hmm. a moment, like a, like a frame. Yeah. And then we're back to Kirk Cameron's confused face. But... Oh. He's gone. He must go where anybody would go to get out of a party. The car. He he has Which, three faces in this movie. Mm-hmm. He has uh, confused. Mm-hmm. Smug and confused. Smug and confused. Smug and concerned. Mm-hmm. And just fucking smug. smug. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes out and finds Christian sitting in the car, clearly wanting to be left alone. Mm-hmm. He just wants to be... Alone for yep. a minute, which is perfectly fine. He just wants a de- he just wants a Pepsi. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's right. Suicidal tendencies reference right in the middle of all of this. All right, yeah. Uh, and then he goes and sits in the car with him, <laughs> and that's when we get that whole whole big long, what seems to be improvised speech about uh, Christmas, which, it, like I said, it started off. Good. I was like, yeah, I can see this in like a dramatic movie. He he starts yeah. off talking about how he's, he's driving home from work. He's driving down Main Street, yeah. and he sees you know this mom and this kid. And the kid's throwing a fit, and he's like, you, you just know it's it's because whatever she wants, she's not getting, and, and all this stuff, and it, and and he's talking about you know the the, the commercialism that Christmas right. has become, the spectacle that it is, yeah. how it's gotten away from Christ, and all these you know all these all points these that very valid points, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to Kirk and goes. I hear you, fist bump. It's wrong. That's yeah. it. That's all he says. No, co- it's wrong. Yeah, it's like, wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, no, no. no you, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, and then we get all of the ridiculous oh. made-up symbolism. <laughs> yeah. Or overreaching symbolism, yeah. I should say. Maybe there's like kernels of bits in there that are like, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah. But it... Mm, <laughs> Uh, like you say, it's all straw, no man. It, it, it really is. It really is. And non sequiturs. And your point is invalid because of my completely irrelevant thing yeah. that I, I'm saying. And it, it's like to a degree, they both have points. You know, you can mm-hmm. read whatever symbolism into it you want. You yeah. Know? Uh, you can read the like like he was saying in his ridiculously long list of examples at the top of the movie of yeah. a, you know where you, where where. You know, I see. Well, some see this. You know, others see that, and it, uh-huh. it, it's uh, talking about the kind of the dichotomy of what it means to different people, mm-hmm. without any kind of subtlety or nuance between the nope. two, or, or nope. why people see things certain ways. He says, "No, you're wrong. It is entirely this. Yeah. Period. The end. Mm-hmm. Screw you." Yep. Pretty much, and that, that's the problem I have with it. Yeah, it's like you yeah, can interpret yeah. it however the hell you want. Right. I don't care. Yeah. It's when he turns around and says. Anything else is completely wrong. That, that, uh-huh. That's where the problem is. It's where shit gets weird, yes. Mm. Can't disagree. Cannot disagree with you at all. And, and that's just on the arguments that are being made. That's on, on the script, I guess. The, right. the movie itself is a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, an, the it's editing is awful. They make weird camera choices. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, scenes last for too long. Um, they'll, they'll have awkward pauses in the they middle of They hold things. shots for way too long. Like, they do. This is something that I can look at, and the number... like. Movie is one hour and nine minutes long before the credits hit, and the credits are another ten minutes. Yeah. Now, arguably, they're more interesting. Oh yes, but... I could cut minimum twenty move twenty minutes out of this movie without yeah. you being able to notice what I removed. Yeah, I could make twenty might be a bit much. 
at least 10 minutes I could cut from this movie without you noticing it. As much as I love them, DeAndre had no reason to be there. Mm-mm. They, mm-hmm. they they started to possibly set something up with some parallels with the, the stories they were having in yeah. the car and what was uh-huh. happening in the party. They could have had it happen, yeah. and it never resolves. Nope. Uh, we talked earlier about the whole scene with DeAndre and uh, uh, his friend. Yeah, Action Jackson. Yeah. yeah. And that was the last we see of them in the movie until random one-liners in the in the end. Yeah, or, or they, during the, Their plot line is well, over no, Andre, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, DeAndre is the DJ who puts on Family First Five, Family uh, Force Five, Angels uh, We Have Heard on High. Oh, God. Is it really... I, I go back to... <laughs> I go back to Hank Hill. You're not making <laughs> Christianity better. You're making rock suck. <laughs> Yeah. And that's really what's going on. Uh, here's a horrible version of a song that you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. It's that really a baffling n- experience, isn't it? Yeah. It, 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 tonally, it was everywhere. Yeah. Yep. It, it had some somber moments. I, I did really like, like I said, that, that, mm-hmm. that first part of that scene in the car. Yeah. Uh, with Christian talking. I was like, yeah, that's, that's really good. I'm, I'm starting to kind of feel for this guy. I agree with him. Yeah. And then Kirk Cameron says, Fuck you! Nope, you're wrong. And doesn't actually provide any good arguments. No, just just you're wrong because you're wrong. And blah, 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 blah. it's really gross. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a bad movie in every conceivable <laughs> in, in every regard. There, yeah. Um. Ugh. Ugh, so our overall final analysis of it is: it's worse than you expect it to be. Yeah. Uh, and that 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 bar is set really fucking mm-hmm. low. That's that. That was one of the things that that, that threw me off at the end. There, uh, he the, we get the repeat of that shot of him busting in the house, you know, uh-huh. throwing the doors open. Yeah, and everyone goes whoa. Yeah, and he makes like he's gonna start rushing in for whatever reason. Uh huh. And what I thought was happening was he just kind of stage dives into his living room and uh-huh. slides across. Apparently, yeah, he tripped. Was how they play it off because then Kurt Cameron's got the voiceover of of being humble and being brought low and all this. And yeah. it's like, I okay. think he, I don't know, he could have tripped or he could have dove in for whatever reason. Yeah, it, it would make more sense if he tripped, but that is not how that looked. And yeah. then they give us at the end, they give us the outtakes uh-huh. and they show that scene again, and they very clearly show him like casually getting down on the ground and yeah. sliding across, yeah, very intentionally. Uh huh. And it. But no, see, we've even missed, let's be honest, the dumbest <laughs> shit ever. The dumbest shit ever. So You mean all of it? The New Jerusalem underneath the tree oh, adorned God. in fruit and yeah. light. Yeah, yeah. Look at the packages under your tree. Look at how it looks like a city skyline. So now the, imagine the re- a New Jerusalem. Yeah, the the reason Kurt Cameron decided to get this, guy, this poor guy on the ground was so he could look up at the presence, give us this nice low angle, and then say, hey, see how these boxes are lined up? That's a city skyline. That's Jerusalem. And yeah. and shoehorn in another symbolic reference yeah. that's not at all there. It's not at all there in the fucking slightest. And then the strangest line that I didn't catch until I think my third or fourth viewing of it, the richest butter. The richest butter. The I love richest that. butter. <sighs> Makes no sense. Yeah. Makes no sense. Nope. But there you are. Now we must deal with it. Mm-hmm. The richest butter known to man. And the biggest ham, which I think is DeAndre. But, oh, you know. nice. I like where you're going with that. Yeah, <laughs> da, 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 da. It, 
It, it's just one where I keep saying it, we haven't reached the dumbest part yet, <laughs> and you're like, "Well, we okay, the, yeah, we okay." Whoa, New Jerusalem, that's stupid. Hip hop dance number, what? Yeah, yeah. It, it got a little Bollywood there for a minute. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then, but after, like, if Bollywood <laughs> sucked, no, yeah, oh, yeah. right, no, th- like th- the those shittiest numbers. version of Bollywood. Yeah, no, they put a lot of effort into that. That yeah. was not what this was. Yeah, the doughy white girl dance uh. troupe where. The only thing even knocking on the door of attractive with that group <laughs> is pushed in the back along with the ethnics. Yeah. Because yeah. up yeah. front and center is just like dowdy white chicks mm-hmm. who are kind of dancing. <laughs> kind of dancing. Kind of dancing. Yeah. And I, like, like, I like the one. So, yeah, they, they, they have that whole, you know, musical number with the Family Four, Force Five remix. Yeah. Uh, and they have like the six people. Who are apparently an actual dance troupe. Yes, the, uh, what uh, were they called? I, I don't. Oh, hold on, I, you I, say that like I remember yeah, anything about I, this movie after I, it happens. I searched it. Uh, uh, it's, it it's, it's genuinely obnoxious. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's the, oh shit, no way, I did not get rid of it, did I? It's it's seriously straight up something like the God Squad dance troupe or something yeah. like, huh? The Oh, I looked it up on another phone. Yeah. Never mind, but yeah, it's it's something like it's that. It's a genuinely obnoxious scenario Ugh. across the board. And, and <laughs> then uh, right after that, we have Kurt Cameron like slide, like do do a whole Tom Cruise risky business slide in. Yeah, let's feast. Let's and then everybody feast. cheers and goes a walk goes off. Uh, the last person, some some big dude, just screaming, uh-huh. <laughs> leaving behind. The 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 homeless uncle Bill, I think yeah, he said his I name. I don't was. remember. They, they have a whole thing about him having a rough time, and they have to pay their I, uncle to be there. That's why I come to these parties. Oh no 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 oh, no! Not even that. Yeah, no, not, not even yeah. that. It, 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 everybody leaves, and it just leaves Santa Claus standing on the couch, just arms raised, like a what the fuck? Which is how I felt at that yeah. moment. And then he just gets up and walks off in a different direction. And then it cuts to random old guy on the couch. I think they established was Uncle Bill or yeah, something. Some, some. And he sits there looking directly at the camera. And he said, with, with some cup of cocoa or whatever, he says, that's why I come to these parties. And then slowly lift the cup up to his mouth, take a long drink, and bring the cup back down. We see the entirety of this process. And it pauses for a beat. And then it cuts to the, the 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 richest butter and all that. The number one rule of uh, film writing and editing is enter the scene as late as possible, leave the scene as early as possible. They just said, "Fuck that noise. Mm-hmm. We're gonna start the scene when we get fucking well start it, and we'll end it when it's done." Yeah, they're like, "We we gotta we gotta break at least an hour." Yeah. So we're leaving all this in. We're not yeah. gonna add any more to what we've got. We're gonna just. Pad it with bullshit. This movie is the equivalent of when you went to a party as a kid, like a kid, you're one of your friends' birthday parties, and they were opening presents, and there's that one pain in the ass mom, save the paper! <laughs> That's This is the film version of save the paper! Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's Ugh. dreadful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I mean, there's there, there, I, I can see what the movie wanted to do. Yeah. In in theory, on paper, I I, I get I get yeah, I get, get it. it get it yeah saving Christmas you know uh-huh. then you could actually do that there's two different there's a clash of concept here yes right? they've got the whole we're saving Christmas we you know this is what Christmas yeah. is about yeah 
That's one thing. You can compare that. You can take that and say, here's what Christmas has become. Mm -hmm. Here's where it started. Here's what, you know, here's how we should, you know, do this or that. Right. But that's not what it is. It's here's what Christmas is. And it says, screw you. Here's how it started. And that's how exactly it means now. Yeah. All these years later. It doesn't change. Fuck you. Yeah. Essentially, you are correct. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think I, I think I'm glad you went through this, uh, and uh, I think this is the wrap it up and bring it on home because our <laughs> podcast is right now 20 seconds shy of being longer than the movie. Uh, well, no, actually, no, no, no. Never mind. We are we're we're like 10 minutes short. So far as actual movie, not counting <laughs> credits. This is as long as that right now. All right. We have matched them with the exception of the credits. Um, <laughs> if y'all have questions for us, we're the film thugs at gmail.com and check out the Life Masters. Nathan's going to be doing this week with me because Clarkson's job is actively trying to murder him. So, you know, there's that. But uh, all in all, what, are you, what what's your what's your final word on Cam Fam's Fucking Citizen Kane. Uh, no. No. Just don't. No. Don't. 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 Now, I'm a little sore that I bought it on Amazon. Because I did. Oh, no. Because I want to be able to watch it whenever. Uh, Uh, Because now it's on Prime. See, I bought it because I knew we're going to be using this a lot for the show. (laughs) Like, we're just straight up, this is going to be an annual thing. And I just need to make sure I have it forever. It's so bad. God, it's I feel bad so for whoever bad. you count into this next year. Oh, it's going to be Clarkson's wife. Oh, good. Yeah, it was supposed to be his wife this year, but everything conspired to make that impossible. <laughs> uh, and so we were trying to record it with you, but you know, then the 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 job murder, yeah, um, popped up. But yeah, it's and we only do it once with people because that way, you know, we're not forcing this on on you <laughs> again. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'll, I'm watching it on fucking Monday night, so I can't really say shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, have fun with that. Yeah, always do. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back when we're back. We don't know what we're gonna do next, but it will be something. So, uh, bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>